0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Those are the starting lyrics uh, from uh, James Weldon Johnson. I believe I've got the author right. Lift every voice and sing. It was a poem written in 1900. And very often... um, This is uh, thought of as the Black National Anthem. And allow me to state for the record, there's no such thing. No such thing as a Black National Anthem or a White National Anthem. It's the United States of America, there's a National Anthem. As a matter of fact, if you believe in anything else... Well, that's pretty strange. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. There are people desperate for you to believe something else. So much so that at the Super Bowl, uh, the Chiefs won 25-22 in overtime. Great, wonderful, terrific. Is it over? Good. You saw this. This is uh, the uh, this, uh, Fox News ha- had the story. And it's how Steve uh, Cohen, who uh, we refer to here as KF Steve, Steve Cohen, uh, the guy who actually brought Kentucky Fried Chicken onto the floor of the house because, I don't know, Trump was a chicken or something like that. It was, it was pretty nonsense. He is upset with fans of the Super Bowl who did not stand for Lift Every Voice and Sing, which he referred to. And by the way, I am not afraid of words. I am quoting the congressman who put out on on X, very, very few stood at the Super Bowl for Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Negro National Anthem, not a pretty picture of Super Bowl crowd. Okay. Let's take a moment to take a, a step back and ask ourselves what we're looking at here there are some who see the idea of lift every voice and sing as this idea of a black national anthem. Clearly, uh, Congressman Steve Cohen is one of of those people. That somehow, in the NFL world of end racism, uh, and it takes all of us and all the other sloganeering uh, that, that, that they do, um, this is a very important uh, bit, uh, bit of messaging. It's very, very important that, that they engage this level of outreach. Um, I believe this to be uh, a wholly dangerous proposition. And I would say so about any song that isn't the national anthem being thought of as some group's national anthem. There's no such thing as a black national anthem. There is the national anthem. Because if there is indeed a black national anthem, you're saying there is a nation within a nation. No, there could be cultures within a nation. There could be uh, affiliations within a nation. But we are all Americans. It is one nation under God, indivisible. I don't know if I have to repeat the words to you, congressman, but I'm happy to do it. It is one nation. And the thing we should be striving for is to be Americans. Why are you, Congressman Steve Cohen, striving for segregation? Because it's exactly what you are striving for. It's like this, this, this post that I got. Jim Crow laws didn't allow black people to sing the national anthem with white people, uh, so uh, uh, they made their own. Lift every voice and sing" is 121 years old. Cope, first of all. If 1900 and it's 2024, it's 124 years old, but I don't want to have to do math for you. Uh, secondly, if you want to argue that there were laws that prevented such a thing, those laws don't exist today. Your move. This goes to uh, Frederick Douglass, right? Of, of what to the slave is the Fourth of July? An extremely important speech, I believe, was delivered in Rochester, New York. Um, the Rochester Institute of Technology actually has statues dedicated to to uh, uh, Frederick Douglass. It's super cool. Um, his argument was unbelievably sound. That if you're going to discuss the profundity of of uh, the the Constitution, the value of, of of the Constitution, the importance of the Constitution, and you are now going to celebrate the the, the the foundation of a great nation, of a free nation, of one nation under God. well, these are all good things. And I, for one, want to cheer for those things because I want to cheer for a free nation. I want to cheer for a nation that lives under this Constitution that provides and ensures, I should say, and enables the rights uh, that exist to us by nature and nature's law. But Frederick Douglass's point was clear. How could the slave possibly cheer this? when it doesn't apply to them. Thus, of what to the slave is the 4th of July is unbelievably profound. It is not profound when it is shared like a half a roll of toilet paper underneath the stall at the local Arby's among social media pseudo-intellectual types who think that, aha, This is why the 4th of July doesn't matter. First of all, it's not 4th of July, it's Independence Day when we discuss it in the vernacular because that's what it's about. And secondly, the conversation that Frederick Douglass was having was about getting the nation to recognize that we're missing a moment. We actually believe in freedom, but we are not living up to it. What the hell, folks? As opposed to today, where there is no slavery, And there has not been in a century. Certainly, we have to be people who look at history. Certainly, we have to recognize the failings of the political left since that time and take a look at what it took uh, to bring us through the 60s of the 1960s and into today. Certainly, we should be people who are studied and steeped in history, including things like the Tulsa Race Massacre, which is barbaric. But one does not get to a more perfect union if one is proactive in supporting segregation. And that is happening all over the place from the political left. An active, proactive support of segregation. So much so that you now have members of Congress advocating for it. Referring to something as the national anthem for not all of America, but part of America. This is a Democratic congressman stating clearly that if you, are not, if you are black, somehow you're not actually part of the country. This is not somebody standing up for people. This is somebody stepping on their damn neck. Why in the world do we have to even think that that's not the case? We have to explain this to people? This has to get explained? All right. Uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know I'd have to uh, I- explain it. I, 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 I had no idea that I'd have to explain it. He went on to say, as people disagreed with uh, Congressman Cohen, on social media, well, I honor our national anthem and respect it as representing our country and, in our, and our pride in it. However, if you look at the history and some of the verbiage, it does relate to slavery and not in a questioning manner. Oh, we're getting into the... Th- Are we getting into the third verses of, of the, the uh, Star Spangled Banner now? i I, I, I got to admit, I'm not prepared to bring that to you. Because I didn't realize how unbelievably... Daft congressman Cohen is, and this is you ask why I'm not a progressive. The answer is simple. Look what it does to the brain. Look how it destroys. look how it ruins. Look at how it it decimates. Never mind the mind but the soul. There is no way to be one nation if we think there are multiple national anthems. just can't be there's just no there's no practical way to make this happen and and let me state uh, for the record i'll have this conversation anywhere invite me to a black church i'm going to have this exact conversation your church your synagogue your mosque your college campus your boardroom i'm gonna have this conversation the room is gonna be filled with all different types of people i'm gonna have this conversation without an ounce of fear why would i have any fear to think that we should be a nation of two national anthems is madness and a divided, segregated society. Why would we be in favor of this? Yet we see it all the time. Ah, oh, black students should be with black teachers. Black patients should be with black doctors. You act, uh, Concordance is how it, it gets uh, discussed. You see this now all the time. You see, there need to be safe spaces where no one who looks a certain way is allowed. There needs to be dorms that are only this and not that. I have no issue with groups and affinity groups. If there's a black college, I think that's fine. If there's a black uh, uh, fraternity, I think that's fine. If there is a black business owners guild, I think it's fine. I think you can have anything. Although I think someone who tried to create a white business owners guild might find themselves having an issue. Um, I, I have no problem with it. Just like in the same way, I had no problem with, uh, for example, uh, Jordan Peele. I've discussed this before. He wants to make movies that have all black casts because he's seen these movies with 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 white casts. He wants to see them with a the black cast. Don't make your movie. I don't tell people how to make movies. I don't tell them how to make movies. That's why I think when the Oscars say, "Well, in order to be nominated for Best Picture, you have to have someone like this and someone like that and someone like this and two of those and six of those and three of those," give me some of those naked lady tees, a couple of those uh, pens. It's it's Caddyshack. It's it's Rodney Dangerfield in the Pro Shop. It's not that's not the way you do things. It's not how you choose what's uh, the best movie of the year because it 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 picks and chooses based on some, you know, one from column A, two from column B, mathematics of whether or not you have the proper amount of diversity. That doesn't make any sense. That's valueless. It's that is uh, again this push towards a segregated society. Does the the does does the singing of the song matter? Well, I think it does. Nicole Hannah-Jones, who lied in creating the 1619 Project, the whole 1619 Project is a fraud, said um, uh, the Star-Spangled Banner, quote, it was written by a racist enslaver who believed black people were inferior and fought abolitionists in uh, the the court, and she then wants you to know that the white national anthem is already played. So here is this bigot, Nicole Hannah-Jones, pushing this idea, which again, proves where I'm at because the society she wants is fully divided. Fully divided. Um, I don't think being fully divided is valuable and certainly we have a national anthem and it is for everyone. But let's talk about the people who now want to push this idea. They want the division. Can we ask what we get out of that? If you actually think there should be a black national anthem, what comes next? What is the win? What is the victory? What is the result? What is the goal? What do you achieve? Where does it take us? Where? What do we then aspire to? What do we then achieve? If this happens, the question for Nicole Hannah-Jones is what comes next? And you realize very quickly that, A, there's never an answer to this, because the answer is not to get to what's next. It isn't to achieve up. It's to devolve down. If you were to actually do something this maddening and actually believe in something this maddening, you would be really codifying the idea of a divided America. And that's pushing the idea that we should divide, that we should split up, that we should splinter, that we should break, that we should not think of ourselves all as Americans, but rather as these groups. This is part of the hyphenization conversation. I'm Mexican American, I'm Italian American, I'm Greek American, I'm this American. No, you're not. You're American. That's the way it's supposed to work. And you might be saying, Tony, are you quoting Ralphie May? I would have said Ralphie May was was quoting me, rest his soul. But this is it. Hyphenization is destructive because it says there's a subset here and a subset here and a subset here and a subset here. You notice how all these things come together. No one ever talks about how these things come together. When we have the conversation, we're talking about the we're actually talking about the inclusivity. Look at how non-inclusive Congressman Cohen is. Look at how non-inclusive Nicole Hannah-Jones is. And they're proud of it. And they think they're righteous. They cannot, cannot build a society. And that's when you learn they're actually not trying to build one. That's not their interest. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Right now, the Dow is up 222. NASDAQ is up 45. I saw that uh, uh, Bitcoin broke 50. And just a couple weeks ago, it was at 40. And no, I didn't buy any. Don't judge me. Don't. I'm, I'm okay. I am okay not being involved in certain things. Maybe, maybe I should be. Maybe, you know, if I was a smart guy... It's it's fine. It's good. Tony Katz. Tony Katz uh, today. This is the story I love. This one makes me so happy. Jeff Bezos is going to save $600 million by moving to Miami. Because you have, in Washington State, a 7% capital gains tax on the sale of stock or bonds more than 250,000 so he's going to unload 50 million shares that's how it's reported by CNBC and it's best it's the picture of him walking with his is it the wife or is it the girlfriend Lauren Sanchez can i say like like so she works out a lot And she isn't afraid to show off the body. And that's exactly why Bezos is doing it. And this guy went from the nerdy guy with his wife building this company to he's buff. You know, I'm assuming there's nine million blood transfusions going on. I have no idea how the guy does what he does. But I don't know. Like, like sometimes I look at a picture of her and I'm like, her face is very um, strong I I just don't know. I just don't think it's for me. It's not a look I would go for, but to each their own. Uh, He is going to unload 50 million shares of Amazon before January 31st, 2025. And now that he lives in Florida, it's going to save him approximately, or at least they say, $610 million. $610 million. Does anybody think that the state of Florida would be better off with that money instead of Jeff Bezos? Washington state would be better off with that money than Jeff Bezos? How? How would anybody think that acceptable, possible, doable? This is a great conversation regarding taxation and the violence that it, that it is. Well wait taxation is theft so how could it how could it not be violent de facto if it's theft it has to be violent so the question is why would anybody think that um that the state is better off or we're all better off that the state has the money and not uh Jeff Bezos I want Jeff Bezos to do with that money whatever it is he damn well chooses if if it, if it's Uh, investing, if it's buying a new boat, if if it's charity work, if it's plastic surgery for somebody he knows, whatever it is, I think that that's what? I think that's exactly where he should put his money. And he knows better than the state of Washington, the state of Florida. Good on, on him. Jill Biden wants you to know that it's just wrong that you question her husband's mental acuity. No, it's not. It's the most rational thing you could possibly do. And Hillary Clinton wants you to know that that Joe Biden's age, well, that's a that's a serious issue. It's a serious issue and one that we should discuss. We should discuss Joe Biden's age a lot. This is Tony Katz today.
1: I wanna feel just a little, just a little. Rising. Inflation is down. In fact, the costs have fallen from, every, from a gallon of gas to a gallon of milk. We know prices are still too high because of what I call greedflation and shrinkflation. That's Joe Biden.
0: He wants you to know the prices are too high, and he wants you to know it's because of those terrible companies. Did you see him, that, that video before the Super Bowl? Disgusting. He doesn't do the interview at the Super Bowl, which is free advertising, and he desperately needs it for a presidential race because he's not up to an interview. He's not up to it. He can barely just read off the teleprompter, but he can sit there and tell you that companies are greedy and evil. I don't believe in greed, but evil and terrible because they're putting less ice cream in a container and charging you the same amount. How about economic reality? Nobody likes shrinkflation. We're all opposed to it. You don't take a look at your own economic policies and what that may have contributed to it? They're just greedy? Well, how much do they owe you? Why does ice cream come in a half gallon? Shouldn't it come in a 27-gallon tub but be the same exact price as the half gallon? I mean, if not, well, then we just have to nationalize these companies. Literally how he's talking, it's so gross. It is so, he hates entrepreneurs, not because I said so, but because he said so. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on? Oh, he wasn't done. The
1: American infrastructure plan used to, you know, we used to be the best in the world in infrastructure. Literally, we were ranked number, ranked number one in the world.
0: Do I know what? He, he said, you know. American infrastructure plan used to, you know, we used to like he wanted to say something, but he didn't he didn't quite remember what it is he was going to say. He just didn't wasn't didn't remember how that was going to to go uh, uh, about, which is funny because, as, as we've all said it's clear that joe biden is not all there not okay doesn't have his mind uh he has a very very bad memory it's clear that uh he's got problems funny uh alejandro mayorkas doesn't think so the most difficult part about a meeting with president biden is preparing for it because he is sharp intensely probing and detail oriented and focused That is the Secretary of Homeland Security campaigning for his boss. I mean, that's 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 what it is. Isn't that right, Senator Coons? The White House.
1: Jonathan, I I don't know what the White House will or won't disclose. But here's what I know of the president I work with and alongside whom I serve. When I came back from the Middle East with a bipartisan group of 10 senators, we went to Egypt, Saudi Arabia and Israel. I thought the president might have us over to the White House for 15, 20 minutes. He had us in at 7 o'clock at night. We sat down with his national security team. And for two and a half hours, he went around the table and asked for our insights and our input. And then he led a masterful conversation about the challenges to our security, the pathway to peace, the difficulties with Iran and with its proxies. And as we walked out two and a half hours later from the White House, I turned to one of my Republican colleagues who is not publicly a big fan of the president. And I said, what did you think? And he said, that's incredible. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on in the Middle East and around the world. No one believes you, Senator Coons. No one. And
0: in all of these conversations regarding Biden's mind, you get what Mitch Landrieu, who, uh, he's former, he's the former governor of of Louisiana or is he the former mayor of, of New Orleans? I always forget. I always forget. Is he the former governor uh, or is he the former mayor of just New Orleans? Uh, mayor, mayor of New Orleans. He was lieutenant governor of, of, of Louisiana. Okay. So I do have that right. He was the lieutenant governor and he was the mayor. There it is. You see, that isn't a conversation of age. That's a conversation of, I don't study Louisiana politics that much. I know the name, and I know he served one of those capacities. That's different than Joe Biden saying, I'm talking to a dead guy, Francois Mitterrand, the former president of France who died in 1996. But all of these guys, when confronted with the reality that Joe Biden isn't okay... All have one defense, but Trump.
1: Well, let's just say two things. This, this election is going to be about two men, but really two different visions for the country. President Trump, just the other night, uh, confused what day of the week it was. He has confused who the leader of North Korea and China are. He's confused the leaders of Hungary and Turkey. By the way, Speaker Mike Johnson was on the other day, and he confused Iraq and Iran. Um, and, of course, President Trump doesn't know the difference between Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley. And, oh, by the way, last night President Trump saw fit to basically dump on on Nikki Haley's husband who is serving in the military right now because he has
0: never mind that part of it which you've already heard I'm not happy with all of the things that Mitch Landrieu just stated are reasons not to vote for Donald Trump but if those are reasons not to vote for Donald Trump then it's certainly a reason to get Joe Biden away from the button you can't let him be in charge he's not cogent it's not safe you weirdos why are you acting like it is it's not safe but they cannot go a a, a moment without saying but but trump is a ridiculous statement one of of weakness and truly a pathetic nature But Trump says, I'm unwilling to debate, but rather my feelings must be expressed. Your feelings, not you, I shouldn't say you, their feelings are crap. Your feelings are ridiculous. Your feelings show you to be a beta male. Your feelings show that I can only hope you don't procreate. Because holy hell, are you going to raise some terrible kids? And it's not their fault that they're never going to know of having a mind and a soul and thinking of things logically. Instead, they've got this hyper-emotional freak as a parent who can't get over the fact that their loving candidate is simply incapable of doing the job. So instead of dealing with that reality, they scream... But Trump. Pathetic stuff. Jill Biden has added to this. Jill Biden is angry because of what it is the special counsel did trying to earn a political points talking about the death of her son, Bo Biden. That is not what happened. That is not what happened. The first lady lashing out because the special counsel, Robert Hur, H-U-R is the last name, said that Joe Biden is, a, is an old man, poor memory, nice guy, but couldn't remember when he was vice president and could not remember within years the death of when his son, Bo Biden, uh, died. And Joe Biden states, I hope you can imagine how it felt to read that attack. Not just as Joe's wife, but as Beau's mother. Uh, she wrote this in an email to uh, donors. I don't know what the special counsel was trying to achieve. We should give everyone grace. And I can't imagine someone would try to use our son's death to score political points. No, 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 no. You, you have it all, all wrong. No one's trying to score political points. It's that he your your husband didn't remember. Because your husband has memory issues. Because your husband isn't okay. Because your husband can't be president. And I don't really care if you're bothered by it. You are under the impression, Joe Biden, and this is gonna seem personal and 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 it is you're under the impression that. A man noticing that another man cannot remember when his son died might be a problem. You think that that's insulting. I think it's insulting that you think that your husband, who is mentally incapable, could put my kids at risk. The memory of your son is sacrosanct. How dare anybody even mention him? But your husband putting my children at risk because he's incapacitated. That's fine. Dr. Joe Biden, who the hell are you? Are you out of your head? Why would you think this way? You know, I, by the way, I, sh- I, I feel bad about that one. I shouldn't You say who the hell are you? That's amongst the cheapest stuff. I'm better than that. I got a million quips, darling. I could do better than that. Why do you think that your son's memory is more important than my kid's existence? That's a heavy, heavy question, and yet I'm asking it, and I am probably the first. I get used to that. Why is that, that, that your son's memory is more important than my child's existence? And, and we can say this not just about my children. We can say this about every kid in America. Because none of these kids are safe while your husband has access to the button, while your husband can make deals that enslave and destroy. Your husband talks to dead people. Your husband cannot complete a sentence. Your husband does not know where he is. So how come that's okay and my kids should grow up in that fear factory? But we can't notice if your husband forgot when his own son died. I didn't say he forgot his son. I didn't say he doesn't love his son or miss his son. I believe all these things to be true. He loves and misses his son. But he forgot. It's not scoring political points. It's a recognition of why he didn't put, why Robert Heard did not put Joe Biden on the stand. Which, by the way, he willfully took classified documents and that alone is impeachable. No, no. It's kind of, uh, it, 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 it's, it, it is, of course, obscene. But it's kind of odd to, to see people screaming about this thing and then not recognizing that um, Joe Biden has no privilege. Dr. Joe Biden. <laughs> Maybe she's got a little bit of privilege. But not in this. Not in this. Other people's children should be in danger. Uh, but somehow your child can't be discussed in terms of your husband's memory. That's, me think thou doth protest too much. Which brings us to Hillary Clinton, who has decided that Joe Biden's age is indeed an issue that should be discussed.
1: Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here.
0: Well... That's something. Does Hillary Clinton actually think she can get the nomination? Hillary Clinton is not so crazy as to think the Democratic Party is coming back her way. I mean, I just can't. There's no way she thinks this. That the the Democratic Party is going to be so desperate. They're going to go back to her. There's nobody else. I'd be inclined to think that the Democratic Party would rather have Kamala Harris than Hillary Clinton. But, you know, what are the odds of that? I rest my case. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. So there was a shooting that took place. The shooting took place at Joel Osteen's church in Texas. Now, my expertise regarding Joel Osteen is zero. Just I think he's an odd dude, but hey, you might like him. uh, Who am I to say that? I've, I've never met him. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? The story is, and here's how CNN reported it. A woman who walked into a popular Texas megachurch Sunday afternoon with a long gun and young child opened fire before she was killed by law enforcement officers on the scene. Left the child in critical condition and another man injured. This was Lakewood Church, six miles from downtown Houston. That's how the story gets reported. Why did she have the gun? Why was she going in? What Whose baby? All these things. And then you hear that it is not as it seems that the shooter, as described now, was a migrant from El Salvador, a criminal history dating back to 2005, and a woman who thought they were a man. The shooter being transgender, this according to the libs of TikTok account. And also, I believe Fox News has the story. Previously went by the name of Jeffrey. So the question is, how quickly does this story disappear? It is also being reported, and of course, this reporting can change, um, that this person was a supporter of Bernie Sanders and had on her gun, because it was actually a woman, claimed to be a man, a sticker that read, Free Palestine. Now, I am willing to state that all of this, all of this could change and all of this could be real. When reports like this come out, I, I, I sometimes I don't even mention them, I wait to get the data. Sometimes I say, guys, especially, for example, when there's some horrible shooting numbers change they fluctuate they go up they go down they get revised all the time and so sometimes what gets said at the first does not necessarily refer to uh, or or mean that that's going to be the way it is you know who never revises their numbers hamas hamas has got a perfect count of all the women and children israel's killed like you trust a terrorist organization. But never once do they revise their numbers down. Oh, we miscalculated here. They're always perfect. No running water, but they always have perfect numbers. We're going to keep up with this. And now we're going to ask ourselves the question this is all the case as we're now getting the news stories, Fox News has and others. How quickly will this story disappear? How quickly will the news not talk about somebody who has a mental disorder engaged in a shooting? We're going to find out soon enough.
1: This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com.